Hey, Peter. Hey, what's up, Adam? Uh, you got any noodles in you today? Uh, I got noodles. I got noodles for days. You got any poodles in you? Oh, yeah. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music, advice, and inspiration. Coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for all of your jazz lesson needs. Peter, we've got I mean, we've got a plethora of speak pipes this I week. I know. Yeah. We opened up the floodgates. I know. It's it's actually great to hear from you all again. It is. So uh, if you want to leave us a voice message, you can go to youllhear.com. Uh, you can leave us a message right there in our speak pipe, and you might get your question uh, answered here on the show, just like Jake here from Austin, Texas. What up, Jake? <laughs> Adam, Peter, Poodles. Whoa. <laughs> uh, this is Jake in Austin. Um, quick question for you guys. When you sit down to transcribe a song, are you thinking harmony, melody first? Really just depend on the tune. I know I have a problem picking out the chords underneath the melody uh, oftentimes. Um, originally a bass player, kind of switched to piano three years ago, two, three years ago. Uh, avid listener of the podcast and big time consumer of the courses uh, even make my kids watch them I have a 10 year old aspiring pianist who's probably much better than I am and a 12 year old uh, trumpet player and uh, got both the Sean Jones courses for him so thanks for all you guys do and look forward to uh, you know sending you shouts out from Austin peace nice we love Austin Jake and uh, thanks so much for all the support. Glad your your kids are in on the courses as well. I love it when the whole family's in on the open. I know courses a, a family that practices jazz together loves together. That's right. I think I heard a kid pl- practicing in the background. I know. If you yeah. Go back right at the beginning. That's yeah. great, man. Also, a little a uh, little familiarity from Jake with the poodles, yeah, man. You really thrust that poodles on us. Yeah, very, uh, uh, but you know you don't get to pick your own nicknames, Peter. That's true. <laughs> I, I should start poodling and noodling. <laughs> Wait, what did, where did poodles come from? Well, it came from noodles. People yeah. started calling you noodles, and you and really embraced noodles. But yeah. then someone on one of our YouTube lives started calling you poodles. Oh, like I think it's Peter, Peter noodles. And noodles. Yeah. Well, I gotta I gotta always noodle when I'm here. In this I know. Show. I love it. Everybody loves the noodles. This is dual noodles. Doodles. Doodles. <laughs> Yes, very much so. <laughs> yes. Thanks so much. So, Jake, uh, to your question about what are we listening for when we transcribe, we've talked yes. a lot about transcription here at Open Studio. And, um, you know, it, first of all, I have to say, no matter what you feel like you're doing with transcription, any transcription is is good transcription. So whatever you're trying to figure out, even if you're having a hard time with harmony. Wait, hold on. Any transcription? Well, is I mean, <laughs> just, just the time put in. It's like yeah. just showing up to it That's is true. sort of like a win, right? Right. So it's great that you're doing that no matter what. But some what. is better than others. Some is better than others. Or more productive. So I'm just curious, Peter, when you sit down uh, to learn, and, and we say transcription, that really implies writing, and I don't know about you, but I, I, don't, I don't really write at no, all. No, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, yeah, We're just learning the music off yeah, of the learning records. it by ear. Yeah, I don't know it. why it became the vernacular really focusing on transcribing, but yeah. I think we all can agree 
that we're going to use that incorrectly. No That's problem. right. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. So when you sit down to learn a yes. solo by ear, are you are how? What's your process like for like? What are you listening for? Um, cause th- th- it's hard for us, Jake, because at a certain point you just kind of like understand that, oh, here's the harmony, here's the color palette of what's going on. And yeah. And, yeah. So I, I think, you know, I definitely went through a period and I probably still do sometimes where I'm hearing from the bottom up. Now this would depend on kind of like, obviously if you're, if you're transcribing a saxophone solo like just that part and you know the tune then you're then you're kind of focusing in on the melody the single line right but if you're really trying to learn the whole thing like say learn the tune first but, yeah which is a great way you know great thing to do very it's a great way to learn a tune great way to learn a tune totally then i love the sort of bottom-up approach and especially jake since you say you are a former um bass player and look if you're a one-time bass player, you're always a bass player. That's right. Come yeah. on. If you like to gig, that is. I mean, if you you're know. a piano player, you're kind of a bass player sometimes. So. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. But uh, I like to try to hear um, the structure of the tune. Now, again, this does depend on the type of tune. There's This doesn't work for all types, but I would say a majority of. Um, if you start to hear the root movement, the foundational root movement first, mm. and then hear the harmony and, and possibly even the melody on top first, uh, and then like the harmony in the middle last, I think is a really valuable way. And like this especially works good if it's a t- if it's a something a recording that you've listened to a lot, which we always highly recommend that you really know it before you dig into it, sit down at the piano or the bass or whatever and try to actually figure it out. It's just to listen to it a lot and then to go through that process of like really knowing what it sounds like, but then start to move into the territory of before you're even at the piano of like, wait a second, what can I identify in there? Yeah. Maybe you don't have perfect pitch. That's okay. But maybe you're like, I think I'm pretty sure that's G and you start thinking about, and that's a, you know, it, it might just be one thing that you can identify, but try to find something to hold on to. But then I would say really going from the bottom up is where I like to start. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. And I'd say bottom. Yes. But straight up from the bottom, maybe not. I like to go from the outside in. Yes. So, so well, the, that's kind of what I was saying now. No. So the bottom and the top. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's so, where I'm at. And then the inside harmony. And last. then the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like if you were doing something like Donnelly. Right. So if I'm playing this line and we get to this, there okay, there's an F in the bass. Yeah. I'm like, well, what is that? Uh, if I look at all these notes, yeah. Right? I'm like, well, that's definitely not an F major seven. There's right. an E flat in there. Right? Yeah. It's not a minor seven because there's no. an A natural. It's probably an F seven as the harmony. Yeah, it's right? kind of outlining the harmony. It's kind of outlining the harmony. So you don't even actually have to hear the chord to really figure out. Right. And these are the kinds of things that you can start to hear a little bit even before you get to the, like, these are the kind of things in the melody you could start to hear right, exactly. as you're listening to it a lot. I mean, even the very next part of the B flat seven, if I analyze that, I'm like, oh, that's just a B flat nine chord. Right Especially there. if you're hearing that B the flat. Bass yeah. If yeah, you don't hear that, it might be like a D diminished, half yeah. diminished. You know. So I would say going from the outside. Or an F minor. The bottom up, as Peter said, getting the bass line and then just kind of like when you're on a particular chord or, 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 or a bass note, a particular bar, and you just notice what is in the melody compared to the bass. Sometimes the clues are all there. Well, that's probably a B flat seven, B flat yeah. nine chord, you know? Yeah. That's the best way, I think, to go about finding the harmony. Another thing I would just add, too, is like, um, you know, top, bottom, and top, and then the, the middle, last, bottom up. These are great strategies, but there's also, 
like this is all kind of what's happening vertically in the music. Yeah. Like you want to think about the overall structure of the tune. And like this is something that you'll be re rewarded for really listening to it a lot. You want to start thinking about the form. Now, you don't have to be like, oh, is this a Sonata Allegro form? That doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But AABA, blues, rhythm change. Like you can kind of do process of elimination. If you can kind of get an idea for the structure, I find that that helps once you go in and do the dirty work, the nitty gritty yeah. of having to just sort of guess at some notes sometimes. At least you know structurally where it fits in because you still want to learn, like the most efficient way to learn something by ear, to transcribe it, if you will, is to break it up into musical chunks, chunks totally. that make sense artistically. Absolutely. So that's not going to be note by note or measure by measure. It's going to be phrase by phrase. Well, it, and Jake, it seems like you play a lot of instruments. If you ever played the drums and you thought about learning a tune, and Peter, it's funny when drummers talk about tunes because they'll be like, they don't, they're not like, what's the changes? Because they don't know them. They don't no, know. I'm just no, but they're like, uh, shout out to the they're like, what is it, thirty-two bars? And then if you're like, well, it's thirty-four bars, then they do crazy stuff like, so it's like eight, 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 right? You know, 10. All, of a, all of a sudden they become math wizards. Yeah, exactly. No, but, it, but <laughs> they couldn't graduate high school, but they know math somehow. But for <laughs> them, but this is an important lesson though. For them, that's. That's an important thing to know, yeah. right? How to, where, like you said, like knowing the form, what are the sections? Yeah. What do I need to do? That also can help you inform, like, what are the chord changes? Because if you know it's like an eight bar A section, you know, for me, and depending on what era of music we're talking about, that's going to tell me kind of what's happening at the, at least at the top and the bottom. Yeah. Like it's going to help me sort of decide like, oh, okay. Like, so if it's a, if it's a 32 bar AABA, I know at the end of that second A, we're probably like, ending the phrase on bar of seven of that yeah. on the one and it's likely going to the four or up a major third or somewhere yep. like that you know all of those are clues that you can get from it's kind of like looking at a map and we talk about the road map of a tune you know it's like looking at that a little bit advanced starting to plot that out as opposed to just jumping out on your hike or your drive totally you know it's a little bit like you don't have to know you're not going to be able to know every twist and turn and but it's beyond just knowing what your destination is. It's kind of knowing the approximate length and then you're filling in some stuff. And look, I mean, sometimes, especially as you're learning to do, like this is something that you will get better at the more that you do. Like it'll become simpler. And I think part of our hesitancy at the beginning is now we're typically able to jump in and kind of get all this stuff at once a little bit. I mean, yeah. not like we can instantly hear it, but we don't necessarily have to just do the root movement. You know, like we can kind of start... We, totally you know just experience you kind of know what to expect but the way that you can get to that is to build up your skills so sometimes that means like identifying a part of the tune that's maybe a little bit easier to transcribe that's maybe the bridge yeah. like if the bridge is super simple but the a sections are really hard learn the bridge first yeah yeah because yeah. then you've got those those going and you got your juices flowing and you've already heard the whole tune so when you go back to the a i used to do this i learned that really from practicing classical music most people are like okay i'm gonna learn it from the beginning to the end but with classical music it's kind of the reverse of this thing you have to especially when you get more advanced you need to be practicing the really technically difficult and musically difficult parts more so you really have to start there yeah yeah it's yeah. a painful thing because it's like you know humbling. and sometimes that is at the beginning or it could be anywhere it's humbling yeah, yeah. it's humbling i did uh you know I, I don't do very much like written classical music but i did one of those uh the toot suite you know <laughs> claude yeah. bowling yeah yeah and you know most of it is totally readable and very yeah. easy even for like a lame jazz musician like me but there were a couple spots where i was like oh boy this is going to be in my my next few weeks yeah it's just yeah. like w waking up working on this eight bar phrase waking up waking on this eight bar phrase that was yeah it, but. 
Jake, great question. And uh, man, so great to talk about. Love, love transcribing. Always willing to go down that road. Again, leave us a speak pipe, please, if you want to get your question in. Okay. Hey, Peter, uh, yeah. speaking of transcribing, yes. you know, we are very close to launching a brand new course called Language of the Masters. Ooh, this is going to be one of my favorites. I know I've said that before, but this really is. Well, you know, it's did like, we have fun making that? Oh, my gosh, did okay. we have fun making that? So and, and it's also like we were just talking about how like transcribing isn't writing down anything. Yeah. However, <laughs> on this course, there's a lot of writing. Down. We have everything beautifully written down. By our, yeah. yeah. By our in-house transcriber, Max Gamiz. And uh, we just picked uh, five of our favorite solos on the blues. Yeah. Uh, uh, Winton Kelly on No Blues, uh, Thelonious Monk on Bags Groove, Oscar yeah. Peterson on Sea Jam Blues, Chick Corea on Matrix, and Herbie oh Hancock on Eye of the Hurricane. I'm smiling is, again, just thinking I mean, about I'm, it. Hold on, is, now, would that be something you might yes. be interested in? I think yes. so, yeah. <laughs> We've had the, uh, all those solos fully transcribed. Peter and I break it down for you. You'll hear it style almost. Yeah. And then I do 10 guided practice sessions uh, all on each one of these solos and some different concepts, voicing concepts, line concepts. It's really, you know, sometimes around here at Open Studio, we get to do different things. And I'm so proud that this is like a, a unique thing that we yeah. get to do. And we did it together. We're back together. We haven't done a course together in quite some time. It's been a while. So that's Back by popular demand back, of us. Back by popular demand. <laughs> Look for that uh, if you're an Open Studio member on your dashboard in the next uh, week or so. Peter, what's a dashboard? And well, how do you get one? Well, you might want to look into something called the Piano Access Pass. Oh, Go to yeah. OpenStudioJazz.com and follow where it says become a member. And this is a great way to experience all of our courses. You don't have to watch them all in one day. Yeah. But at a really reasonable membership price, you can peruse things um, without having to buy. You can buy them individually, no problem. Yeah. But this is a great way if you like to kind of sample some things and, and make sure it's right for you. But yeah, you'll get access to Language of the Masters as soon as it drops. Actually, you get priority access as a member. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you get it before anyone else. Cool. That's uh, Piano Access Pass. Go to OpenStudioJazz.com to learn more. All right, Peter, that pretty much uh, that does it for today. That's right. So please keep the speak pipes coming to us. And if you get a chance, leave us. You know what? Even if you don't get a chance, you know what I mean? Yeah. Leave us a rating and review. If you made it all the way to the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. If you love Adam Manis <laughs> and or you love Peter Martin, if you love music. Yeah. If you love your family. If you love your children, oh you know, we, you know, am, am I getting too dogmatic here? Now, would that be something you might be interested in? I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Out of all those things. No, for, for the love of all things good um, <laughs> and godly, leave us a rating or review. Please. I didn't say it has to be great. Please. It does have to be seven stars, but you could put seven stars and then say, I hate this. These guys are idiots. I'm learning nothing. But then again, why would you listen to the whole podcast all yeah. the way to the end yeah. right now? Why yeah. are you still listening? Why are you still listening? Because you love us. That's right. You know you love us. <laughs> wow. So leave us a rating. That's all we ask for. That's all we ask for. Where uh, would they do that? Uh, they could do that anywhere they get their podcast from. We only accept seven-star reviews and ratings. So thank you very much, everybody. Until next time. You'll hear it.